Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about the desperate price of loneliness. You know, loneliness is a really interesting state of being because loneliness, you can be lonely in marriage, for instance. It could be the loneliest place on earth because you're married and you have no other choice to be with anybody else. And well, you do, but you know, it's usually fairly destructive. But you know, when when you're stuck in a choice that you're unhappy with, you're gonna find yourself deeply desperate and deeply lonely, making lots of an emotional decisions. Lonely people make lots of emotional decisions and often regret them later. It also means that a person loses their meaning when they are lonely. That means the meaning of their life to other people is no longer as important as it once was. And so many people find that in their loneliness, there's the sense of purpose is gone and their sense of being is gone. And so what's really important is as we get older and wiser, hopefully, that we value our integrity and we also value the idea of being alone so that we can actually fill our time with purpose, with things that help us be mindful of our existence. People that are able to be just here in the present, in this moment, People that are able to do that have a better shot at not being lonely than people who are in their head worried about the past, worried about the future, projecting negative outcomes, finding themselves in psychotic, depressive states, anxious states, panic attacks, OCD. All this stuff is man-made because people try to control things they cannot control, especially emotions. Emotions are not logical. So unfortunately, people that are control freaks are going to spend their life trying to control their emotions. And some people do that as a call to action to do something to distract them. And some distractions are good, like sports. Other distractions are totally destructive, like having an affair. And so how we deal with our loneliness really has to do with are we going to live a life dealing with reacting to life? with our emotions? Are we gonna make decisions at that point? Or are we going to respond to life and fill the gap that the react that we're reacting to with a logical response? And that's how people live a much better, much more integrity-oriented life. You know, through our need to connect is innate. Many of us frequently feel alone. And so loneliness in a definition is basically the state of distress or discomfort that results when a person perceives a gap between their desires for social connection and their actual experience of it. Even some people who are surrounded by other people throughout the day are in a long-lasting marriage, still experience a deep and pervasive loneliness. And there's a lot of research out there that suggests that loneliness poses serious threats to well-being as well as long-term physical health. And so, you know, whether a person lives in isolation or not, 
feeling a lack of social connectedness can be really painful and it can be a call uh, to need to do something. As a matter of fact, loneliness can actually drive enough pain to cause a person to want to kill themselves. Suicide. Yes, pain is dealing with pain is the main ingredient to what causes a person to commit suicide. They develop this hopelessness that the pain will never go away. The pain's been driven by loneliness and they fail to reach out or even think that they're loved by other people. And then they find themselves in the funnel of uh, suicidal thinking. You know, loneliness can be described in a whole lot of ways. Uh, a commonly used measure of loneliness is uh, uh, is uh, looking at individuals about a range of feelings or deficits of connection and, and basically using what's called a Likert scale, one to five, to be able to define that. You know, loneliness encompasses the, a feeling that a person lacks companionship. They feel left out. They feel in tune with people around them. They feel outgoing and friendly. They feel there are people they can turn to. That's what fills loneliness. And, 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 and given the potential health consequences of those who feel like they have few or no supported connections, widespread loneliness poses a really big societal challenge. But it underscores a demand for increased outreach and connection. And that call to action is what a person needs to do to fill that loneliness gap. And that may be taking leaps of faith and learning experientially from those leaps of faith by jumping into relationships with other people on different levels, friendship, sexuality, whatever the case may be, whatever your life will allow, but allowing yourself to connect with other people and, and have those strong types of relationships. Um, you know, it, it's also tied, loneliness is tied to the quality of a person's relationships as to the number of connections that a person has. Some people just need quality, not quantity. They need quality relationships. And that can be very heartening to have that kind of thing to turn to. Having a best friend that's known you your whole life, somebody that's really connected to you, that can be a very powerful thing to reach out to when you need it the most. And it doesn't only stem from heartache or isolation in, as far as loneliness is concerned, but a lack of authenticity in relationships can also result in feelings of loneliness. You know, for some, not having a coveted companion, even an animal companion, a pet, uh, can be a very lonely event. The absence of, of a quiet presence in the home. You know, even if, if you have plenty of social contacts in the wider world, that, that can trigger loneliness if we have a depredation of people or things in our environment, in our home. You know, there's evidence also that lonely people have a sort of negative bias in evaluating social reactions. They have trouble trusting. They have trouble jumping in and having a leap of faith that this could be a person that adds to my life rather than takes away. And so, you know, lonely people pick up on signals of rejection. And so they have a tendency to hide from people, to isolate and, and they do this more quickly than most other people. And, and so, uh, you know, perhaps better to avoid it and protect themselves is their, their philosophy. And, and people who feel lonely need to be aware that this bias is so uh, – that it, it, it will override anything, including actually remedying loneliness by seeking out some type of companionship. You know, 
if you look at it, a number of unfavorable outcomes have been really linked to loneliness. You know, it's association with depressive symptoms, other forms of mental illness, anxiety, for instance. Loneliness is also a risk factor for heart disease, type 2 diabetes, arthritis, among other things, because lonely people have to cope. And how they choose to cope, maybe food, maybe lack of exercise, maybe not taking care of themselves, maybe sleeping too much, whatever the deal is, lonely people will find themselves self-destructing simply because they have a lack of meaning in their life and a a fear of actually going out there and putting themselves out there with people in life. They also have an increased production of stress hormones, which hinders sleeps and results in a weakened immunity system. So that also makes a person very susceptible. You know, while a person can't die simply feeling too lonely, uh, findings that lonely people have higher rates of mortality and certain disease supports the idea that over time, chronic loneliness can play a role increasing the risk of dying. It's a contributor. It may not be the main ingredient, but it is the thing that they are coping with and how they choose to cope with it can be horrible. You know, feelings of loneliness and isolation really affect people of all ages. You know, adolescents often feel unaccepted by their peers and they have a very hard time having to interact with peers. Also, um, the, you know, whether a person may be uh, liked as an elder, you know, if a person doesn't manage their integrity very well and they grow old and ugly, they're going to have a hard time connecting with other people because they are not being sought for who they are and the wisdom that they've carried into life and the good deeds that they've done. If they've done a lot of betrayal, a lot of divorce, a lot of uh, lack of, of uh, legitimate relationships, a, a lack of uh, uh, any kind of depth in their ability to connect with people, they're going to find themselves alone. They're going to find themselves in nursing homes and hospitals without anybody there to take really take care of them or care about them. So, you know, it's very important for us to understand the value of integrity has to do with the value of being a magnetic person. You draw other people to you that way. You know, the people that betray other people and are selfish are going to have a really hard life from a sense of loneliness. They're always going to be searching for something that they never can find. You know, those who are emotionally lonely will find it difficult to improve things without really tackling the root of the problem. You know, emotional loneliness is not circumstantial, but rather comes from the person you know, that you got to really tackle the root cause of these feelings, you know, working with a therapist, possibly by a technique such as a behavioral cognitive therapy or attending group therapy. It, it is a likely a place where you can get some really good outcomes from that. You know, the person in question can start to understand why they're lonely, how their background, how their choices, how their experiences have contributed to their behaviors and makes it worse. And how they develop a new and more useful set of behaviors and to emerge out of the loneliness can be very, very important. Let's think about situational loneliness. A whole lot of millennials choose to work abroad for a few years in their 20s and 30s. And the rise of solo travel means a great number of us are planning to jet off on solo adventures once, once the pandemic is over, which hopefully it is at this point. But while these plans are undoubtedly exciting, it can also be a period of adjustment 
as we try to make new friends while simultaneously getting to, you know, to grips with the new culture or new way of life, potentially leading to situational loneliness, where we may be in a culture where we are very different than everybody else. Our values are very different than everybody else. And if we try to blend in, it it may not work or it may work depending on if you're in what's called a closed culture. A closed culture is one that doesn't accept people outside of the group that, it, that it's in. And a open culture is one that is open to having new people. And so some cultures are more of that than others. But, you know, that's the way life is. But the, also we have to understand that living life is experiential. And that means that we are meant to go through life, be resilient by responding to the events that life gives us. We are not in control. We jump in, and if we try to control outcomes, we find ourselves really hindering the flow of life. We jump in with leaps of faith and create, and create, and gather, and experience, and enjoy the process of learning through the decisions that we make in this life. People that are pragmatic, that are anxiety-driven, and especially depressives, and even OCDs, have a real fear of actually jumping into life and experiencing it, you know? But situational loneliness can result from being in circumstances that make developing friendships hard. You know, examples is like living abroad, perhaps a place where, where we don't speak the language. You know, stay-at-home mothers or fathers with young children can find themselves deeply, deeply lonely. Also, uh, you know, and, and people that uh, also don't exert a physical or intellectual, you know, ability, they have a difficult time getting out and, and enjoying life. Um, so what we have to do is approach you know, in, in a proactive way, we have to push ourselves to make new friends and, and to to crucially maintain those friendships by being inquisitive. And a lot of people are so selfish, they will not even ask a question of other people. We are in the great day and age of narcissism, and narcissism is just being completely selfish, completely only into what we want to happen. And so narcissistic people by nature seek people that are codependent. And so codependent people will sell their soul to be accepted by someone, especially a narcissist. So that's what they attract. But unfortunately, we have to understand that that relationship in the end is just an exertion of loneliness over and over perpetually. So what I'm trying to get to is we have to be inquisitive about life. We need to be inquisitive about people. We need to be curious. And if we lack that, <clears throat> we're, we're going to have a really hard time uh, breaking through loneliness. So, the, you know, the Internet can help us. While socializing online is not the same as meeting up with friends and, or a coffee or a drink, but establishing a rapport network online can help maintain a sense of feeling liked and wanted and, and keep social skills actually alive. There's also social loneliness, and it's typically experienced by those who have problems with social situations because of shyness, introversion, social awkwardness, a sense of low self-esteem that makes that person doubt their capacity to be competent and entertaining in social circumstances. And that's very sad that they judge themselves so harshly. 
you know, different approaches can help, you know, um, um, you know, tackling the, 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 the low self-esteem could make a positive difference. If you develop a different narrative about yourself that is not a negative narrative, maybe you will put your toe in the water and actually test life. You know, trying a structured approach to socializing, such as joining an online or a virtual group that gets together to discuss and engage, maybe a particular hobby, maybe a problem, maybe an issue that you're having like drinking or drugs or whatever can be a good way to start and end that vicious cycle. We also have to look at chronic loneliness, and it's a term used to describe those who've been lonely for so long that it has become a way of life for them. And if solitude has become a part of their nature, it can be tricky to break that cycle because some people will build a life based on that. And for leaders, loneliness can be a really uh, debilitating because loneliness is a feeling disconnected from other people. And some leaders are so disconnected and given too much power that they basically – uh, 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 don't always trust other people enough to be vulnerable to feel, you know, to express their loneliness, especially if they're a culture that associates vulnerability with weakness. And so we need to understand that this is a very complex issue, but it is one of the most important issues we need to settle in our own brains as we conduct this life we live. All right, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and talk more about loneliness and how to solve it. Come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC CEO Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the desperate, the desperate feelings 
of loneliness and the price we pay in this life of being lonely. And it's a battle, guys. You know, the current social isolation from COVID really makes the feeling more present and real. And there has been a ton of psychosis out there due to COVID. Because if you have too much time on your hands, too much time with your own company, people have a tendency to self-destruct. Our brains take us to places where we should never be. If we have too much time on our hands, we overthink everything and we get very controlling and very methodical, limit our choices to what we can control, and we lack to understand that life is a faith-based venture. We go out there and we make choices and we learn from those choices. You know, there's all kinds of different types of loneliness. There's intimate emotional loneliness, social isolation, relational Collective loneliness, which is our entire world right now, is a sense of – there was even a great book. I can't remember the author, but it's called The Lonely Crowd, and and uh, I heard this this morning from a, a friend of mine. But you know, basically, we as a civilization are the lonely crowd. We are lonely people, but we're together, but we don't socialize very well. And we don't, we're not good friends as much as we could be these days. And I'm generalizing. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but I'm saying if we lack compassion for other people, we are going to slowly disintegrate in this life into nothingness. Because if you lack compassion with people, with other people, your spouse, your children, your family, your people you're related to, your friends, the people at work, if you lack compassion, you lack the ability to connect in life, and you are bound determined to live on a course of loneliness forever. You know, intimate emotional is the need to have a close partner or a confidant to share your private ideas and feelings with. And, and relational and social is the need for quality friendships and support. Lasting collective is the need of a network or a group that shares your purpose and having a group to draw from to share your purpose means that we can learn from each other and that means we're putting ourselves in a room hopefully with people that are smarter than us and we can gather information from each other and any of these can trigger your feelings of loneliness for example you could have a fantastic friendships uh, and an awkward social network or still feel empty because you don't have someone you trust enough because you can't trust and 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 uh, and share your deepest fears or triumphs. And so, you know, you could have a trusted partner and good friends, but since something is lacking without being part of a group driven by a higher purpose, you know, we have to have meaning in this life. But meaning comes from emotions, and that is scary for a lot of people. Emotions are meant to be felt. They're meant to emote. They're meant to give meaning to things that we think about and care about. And people that lack emotional capacity that call themselves an quote unquote analytical are going to find themselves doing a lot of very productive things, but not doing them in a way that they're going to affect other people's lives. You know, 
The foundation of connecting with other people is connecting with ourselves, having a relationship with ourselves, making decisions in this life that actually define us and help us grow. And then we can change our minds if we want to change our minds about what we think about ourselves. But the bottom line is loneliness can live within the gap, the separation between who you are and who you're presenting. And it prevents even people who care about you from getting close because of our ego. Our ego may be stronger than our actual person that we are underneath the ego. The persona that we place out there may be completely contradictory to the human being that we actually are in our heart. And so many people will invest all of their energy in that egotistical place and forget about who they are and what their values are and who they want to be to other people and then they then we find ourselves not feeling connected with life because we've invested too much in the persona rather than the person you know we want to become grounded in ways that remind you of who you really are the best jokes the best humor you'll ever have in this life is jokes about yourself you know if you can joke about yourself and be humble enough to admit your failures admit the things you've done that are stupid and and face those things that is courageous, and that's a beautiful thing because that allows other people to join you in your humor. You know, um, seeing your own worth, grounding yourself will help you build those intimate social and collective relationships as opportunities arise. And we continue to do that through the course of our lives. We don't just have our best friend from childhood and that's all we ever have. We want to build relationships that add to us, that actually give us more people to connect with in this life, more people to grow from. You know, loneliness may seem natural as we social distance. Sometimes those that we're forced to solitude makes us realize we've been repressing ourselves all along. A lot of people have made huge changes in their life based on the fact that they have been repressed by COVID. And a major challenge was happiness is loneliness. But the deal is people often say, you know, I just want to be happy. But here's the problem. You have to have joy in your life. You have to have joy in your heart to be able to have happiness. You will not get happiness in your life without joy resting in your soul. And that means you are gratified with your life and the way it's reaching out and having meaning to other people's lives. To be happy, we need to have intimate bonds and we need to be able to confide. We need to feel like we belong. We need to be able to get and give support. And we need to love each other, which is our ultimate responsibility. And in the deep, deep need that we have as far as strong relationships is a key to a happy life because when we die, our legacy is going to be about the memories that we make with other people. And so the problem is if we don't make memories, if we, everything we keep is on the surface, our things go away, our money goes away. And in our death, our life goes away because we don't create meaning. And that is what's important. Memories. Memories are your legacy. And don't ever forget that. And if you're going to be lonely your whole life and box people out and not trust people, not be able to take leaps of faith into relationships, circumstances, learning, not having to make yourself be the expert all the time or try to be perfect because you're not God. You know, the deal is you get to go with life. You go. 
just go and then figure it out. You know, and a lot of people have to have all the plans ahead to go. But no, sometimes you just leap and then learn. Leap and learn. That's the best possible way to go through life. You may make some stupid decisions. Who cares? Nobody's a failure. Nobody cares about failure. What's more important is how you choose to respond to failure. You know, uh, new situation loneliness is another part and type of loneliness where you've moved to somewhere new where you don't know anyone like Seattle. You know, Seattle is the freeze. Moving here was like going to Antarctica because a lot of people don't aren't very social. They like to be tight with their own families. They, it's an old city, so people have lived here a long time, and then there's other people that are transients trying to establish their career and then go somewhere else where they may be comfortable, more comfortable to live. But the bottom line is, you know, if you move to a new city, started a new job, started a school uh, with unfamiliar faces, you're going to be lonely. You are. You just will. And, you know, and, and if a person considers themselves different, you know, I'm different, I'm eclectic, I'm weird, I do all of, you know, you're in a place that's unfamiliar, but you feel different from other people in an important way that makes you feel isolated. Well, maybe what you have is going to contribute to what other people need. Maybe being different is actually a good thing, and maybe it will help people expand their lives and provide new opportunities. You know, maybe your faith is really important to you and the people around you don't share that or vice versa. Maybe maybe everyone loves uh, doing outdoor activities, but you don't. You know, I people love camping up here in Seattle. They love to go camping. I want a freaking hotel with air conditioning or heat and a bed. That's what I want. I don't want a tent. I don't want to live like a homeless person. I want to live in life and enjoy nature and all that stuff, but I don't want to go to bed there. That's crazy to me. But, you know, some people like to live like homeless people. You know, uh, uh, loneliness is actually part of our human condition. And we all need to understand that our human condition is a battle of loneliness. And that is the deepest hurt in our life is to sit and live in a lonely state. Also, you know, being mindful, that means having a relationship with yourself. That is also a very strong component of overcoming loneliness, meaning that we actually observe our own thoughts, are observing what we're thinking, are not trying to be perfect. We are trying to be human, and we're just kind of looking at that and seeing what happens with that. That can be a very, very important component of life. The other thing is, is that we have to understand that if you have no animals, that also can create loneliness. No pets, you know, pets can love you unconditionally, especially dogs. Cats are kind of strange about it. We've got a cat too. But uh, the bottom line is many people have a deep need to connect with animals. And this, if this is you, you're, you're sustained by those relationships in a way that human relationships don't replace. You know, if you love your dog, you know, that's great. But many feel that something important is missing if they don't have a dog or a cat or even a horse in their lives, you know, and and, and that can be really a good day, uh, uh, thing to have, you know. Also, if you have no partner in life, even if you have lots of family and friends, if you feel lonely because you don't have an intimate attachment of a romantic partner, maybe maybe you have a partner, but you don't feel a deep connection to that person. They're just your person. They're not your love of your life. You're not in love. You love them, 
but you're not in love. And there's a huge difference between those two. You know, if you want a roommate, just love the person. If you want to be in love, you're actually engaged in something that is meaningful in this life. Some people have no time, uh, no time for me, loneliness. They feel that they need time to surround, that they're always surrounded by people who seem friendly enough, but they don't want to make the jump from friendly to friends. And maybe they're too busy with their own lives, or they have lots of friends already. So so what, you'd like to have that deeper connection, but they don't seem interested in. Or maybe your existing friends have entered a new phase that means they no longer have time for you. Like when people are young and then they see their friends getting married and they're still single, so they're like the fifth wheel and they don't feel like they belong. And so there's a transition sometimes where people have been very socially engaged and then all of a sudden their friends start getting married and now their tree of friends is just paring down and paring down and paring down. But people that have been uh, 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 PTSD or, you know, had, had all kinds of things like panic attacks or tragic things happen to them often find themselves challenged by untrustworthiness. And sometimes you get a situation where you begin to doubt whether your friends are truly well-intentioned, kind, or helpful. And your friends with people, but don't quite trust them. So an important element of friendship is the ability to confide and trust and take a leap of faith. The bridge to trust is faith. That's the bridge. If you walk on that, you're going to have a better life. You know, uh, some people have a very quiet presence and they're lonely. Sometimes you may feel lonely because you miss having someone else's quiet presence with you. You know, it's really important to understand that actually being able to be quiet with someone is a thing of honor. It's a prescription. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing to be able to be silent. But some people feel like if they don't know people enough to be silent, uh, that that is too much. And so people will feel like they always have to socially engage by, uh, you know, engaging with people verbally rather than maybe just through silence. You know, the, the you know, having someone to hang out with at home, you know, living with a roommate, a family member, a sweetheart, just just someone who's fixed a, uh, fixing a cup of coffee in the next room or reading on the sofa. Just having that can actually help a person uh, uh, combat loneliness. It's important to realize why we feel lonely, because only then can we see how we might address it. You know, if you're, you're no time for me lonely, for instance, maybe a solution will be to work with people on a project whether you be doing an endeavor together or something that, that you've all made for, but living a consultative life, meaning seeking other people's wisdom, will find you not being as lonely as just existing by yourself. And also loneliness is a function of the, the need for companionship and belonging. And, and if it's left unaddressed, it can be detrimental to a person's self-worth. You know, loneliness can leave us questioning our value to others, and, and where in life we belong. And while most of us spend our time connected to a device, you know, that may not be healthy for our hearts or our eyes. So if we spend more time digitally networking than is good for our emotional well-being, you know, the, the, the highest users of social media, and this has been studied, uh, reported the highest levels of perceived isolation. So living behind the computer is not going to help you. You know, loneliness will not be cured by isolating behaviors. 
you know, if you if you're going to connect on the screen instead of the world around us, you're going to find that you're missing something in life. You're missing relationships. You're missing on meaning. You know, individuals who experience loneliness when they feel that their support network isn't providing the support that they need in in a given time can find themselves feeling what's called existentially lonely. You know, from an existential perspective, uh, existential loneliness is can be actually good for us because it makes us introvertedly study ourselves and what we're doing with our life. There's a thing called existential angst, and that's when people are anxious because they're at a crossroads where they need to make some big decisions in their life, but they don't know where to go. And they don't have the capacity to feel what they want to feel. And so some people have existential angst. And, and what that calls for is the need to do self-exploration. And it's also some, something which we're adverse and we want to avoid as much as we can. But it is healthy for us to look at ourselves. What is really important is for us to get to know what it's like to be just in this moment, just here. Nowhere else, only here. Powerful, big changes in your life take place when you actually are available to the people in front of you. You know, if you look at emotional loneliness, that type of situation arises from feeling that you lack relationships and attachments. And as long as you carry that narrative about yourself, I lack, I'm a victim, I lack attachments, people don't like me, whatever you want to keep telling yourself, you are going to create what's called a self-fulfilling prophecy. All right, we're going to take another break, and we're going to talk about loneliness. So come back. <laughs> your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, 
please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the desperate price of loneliness. You know, there is a, a, chronic, uh, a chronic factor of loneliness that influences the intensity and damage that loneliness can do. People that make emotional decisions, especially in a lonely pocket of life, are going to make desperate decisions and desperate decisions can wreck your life and they can create a lot of damage uh, of, of damage that you create for yourself you know but it's a transient feeling and you have to have faith in that that it's a situational feeling it also can be a chronic feeling yes especially if you've moved into a new environment gotten a new job moved to a new city whatever whatever your circumstances may be but the fact is that we have to combat it and saying that you're born in this world alone and you go out alone suggests that existential loneliness is an inescapable aspect of life. You know, it could be terrifying for some people to recognize just how alone we all are in this world. Even if you have friends and family who love and support you 24-7, no matter what. You know, existential fears, including fears of isolation, death, meaninglessness, freedom, are experienced by virtually everybody at some point in their life. But recognizing the fear and using it as a motivator to live more fully and more connected with other people with more meaning and have people searching you out, looking for knowledge that you've learned that they did not take the time to have, you know. It's a very proactive stance and it's very healthy, you know, deepening friendship by reaching out to friends and being willing to be the one who suggests a meetup or a get together. You know, make your make your uh, marital partner, or your long term relationship, your best friend. That can be a wonderful thing. And, and, and if we struggle, we have to understand that we are struggling with loneliness. That means we have to get through this life together with others. We have to establish and maintain healthy support. We can't make instant friendship happen or find a soulmate overnight, but you can maximize your chances of deepening a friendship by reaching out and being willing to suggest getting together. You know, waiting around for someone to make the first move is not a very proactive stance. Because loneliness already reflects a sense of isolation. If you don't reach out to friends, you are afraid of rejection. And who cares about rejection? If somebody's busy, they're busy. You don't have to turn it into some personal vendetta against you. You know, letting someone know you need to talk can open the door to a deeper bond. So as long as you don't overburden others with your needs. You know, the feeling arises when we feel left out of a larger group. You know, it might be how you felt when you uh, walked into, the, let's say, the cafeteria in the high school for the first time, you know, for the first day back. You, you couldn't immediately locate any friendly faces to join their table, so you go off alone. You know, exclusion can be painful, even if it's not intentional. But an easy way to combat social loneliness is to jump into a new activity, a new group, sit down down next to somebody else who may not have anybody around them. Maybe a new fitness uh, 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 place is opening in the neighborhood. You know, maybe uh, maybe that's the time to start meeting some friends there. Maybe an animal shelter or volunteering at a community food bank. 
you know, whatever's intriguing to you, just show up, be there, be there, make conversations. You know, if you and your partner feel like you don't have a shared network of friends, join a beginner's, uh, you know, salsa dance class or something, get involved in volunteering together, you know, build houses, do, you know, create a community kitchen, whatever, do something together that both of you can feel good about. You know, if you share interests with your partner, you're going to enhance your relationship with your partner. You know, getting a handle on loneliness is essential. You know, while you may have much control over over restrictions and stuff in the broader sense of the world, you can also understand whether or not you are actually propagating superficial relationships. The worst kind of loneliness is the kind you experience with other people, the feeling that even though someone is right next to you in terms of connection and understanding, they're actually miles away from you. And if people are like that with each other, that loneliness catches up. And you find that a lot in marriage. When people, when it's not working, those people are together, but they're emotionally disconnected. And unfortunately, that creates a deep amount of loneliness which loneliness drives for a call to action. That means something has to happen. You know, not all loneliness is necessarily bad. You know, it's not much fun, but some it's temporary and a sign of personal growth. Maybe you're setting yourself up in a new city where you don't know anyone and you don't have a set routine. Maybe you've moved jobs. Maybe it's your first quarter in a new company. When we wipe the slate clean with a big change, it can be scary. It can also cause us to feel isolated and alone in that experience. But, you know, if you look, are you are you thinking outside the box? Are you still wanting to touch other people's lives? Well, then do it. Step in. Step into friendships with people. Step into being a curious person. Step into to wanting to learn other people's talents. You know, ask questions. Learn something new from somebody else. Everyone in this world has something new to teach you if you allow it. You know, humans are very social creatures. Many of us crave deep, intimate relationships that are that can be non-romantic in nature, but we want to be surrounded by people who love us unconditionally, people who cheer us on when things are tough. When you don't have a deep emotional connection at home, it leads to loneliness, and it surprisingly uh, can enact a person to go deeper into a pocket of loneliness. So growth and separation is another factor. You know, another flavor of good loneliness is jumping into a new hobby where you may not know people or jumping into something where other people may be good at it and you're just starting. If you're going to try to be perfect at, at, at whatever you're trying, that's not a good goal. It's learning and joining other people and learning from their experiences is also going to help you enjoy a hobby. You know, if you're lacking romance, which a lot of people have these days, uh, it really turns into loneliness, not just not just with your health, not just with your person, but your experience of not having anybody in your life who craves to be with you physically. That can be a deep experience of loneliness. You know, it's just we have to look at life and we have to understand what loneliness does to us. It decreases our energy, makes us feel foggy or unable to focus. It gives us insomnia, interrupted sleep or other sleep issues. It can increase or decrease our appetite. It also creates self-doubt, hopelessness and worthlessness. It also has a tendency for us to get sick or be more of a hypochondriac.
We also develop body aches and pains, feelings of anxiousness or restlessness, increased shopping, substance misuse, you know, the desire to binge watch shows or movies, cravings for physical warmth, such as hot drinks, baths, cozy clothes, blankets. Loneliness, even chronic loneliness, isn't a specific mental health condition. However, a lot of people increasingly recognize the way loneliness can affect your physical and emotional health. You know, if you're feeling lonely and you have these unexplained symptoms, it's usually a sign that you are lonely in your life. And people can help you. <clears throat> you know, a therapist can help you uncover any possible mental health causes of your symptoms. Those are called somatic symptoms. That means that you've created those symptoms by the way you're thinking. <clears throat> My loneliness may not be diagnosable. You can still get help dealing with the feelings. Finding the best way to address loneliness often depends on what's causing it. You might have trouble getting to know people, whether they're friends or, or romantic partners. You may just move to a new city, miss miss your old city. You know, maybe you have a, a casual relationships, but none of them seem to be meaningful. That happens in life. You might have feelings of self-doubt or low self-esteem or social anxiety get, that get in the way of building connections with others. Here's the problem, though. A lot of people will jump in bed with other people because they're lonely. And the problem is, is that they may overcommit to a relationship that may not seem to be very healthy. And they realize that it's not healthy, but they keep staying in it, maybe because they're creating, they're, they're, they're needing that physical intimacy, especially people that have the, uh, where their love language is physical intimacy. Uh, that can be the vulnerability. People that get compliments, that need val validation as the love language, they're also very susceptible to other people affecting the, the, the flow of their life because they have that need to hear compliments about themselves, and that makes them feel better about themselves. And so they crave that, and they may end up in relationships and doing things with people they shouldn't be doing, but they do it because they're lonely. And, uh, you know, that's why meeting people with their love languages in, in relationships, if you're going to abandon a person's needs, which are love languages, giving gifts, spending time together, you know, uh, craving intimacy, craving validation, whatever, whatever it may be, if you're going to deny your partner those needs, those are, those are emotional needs. And you got to understand, if you're not going to hit that out of the ballpark, if you're going to say, well, I'm not good at that, blah, 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 you're, you're, you're copping out and you're growing away from your partner because you're being self-serving. And you need to understand that people have emotional needs. We need to meet those emotional needs if we're going to have a sustaining relationship with that person in our life. If you feel lonely without really knowing why, you, you know, therapy can help. It narrows down the possible causes. And, and, and there's also lifestyle changes could help you feel less lonely. You know, maybe joining a biking group or something like that might be fun. You know, stay in touch with loved ones. If you've just moved, try to talk to friends and family. Set up time where you can actually still connect with other people. Volunteer in, in community events. Try a new hobby. You know, go golfing, dancing, woodworking, art, guitar, library, local community college, whatever. Take on some things in life that may actually attract you to other people. You know, go go work at a coffee shop, even if you have a corporate job. Go work somewhere where you're going to meet other people. 
you know, get out of the house. Now, technology can have a lot of benefits. So you might enjoy the convenience of having meals delivered to your door, you know, movies through Wi-Fi. But technology can also make it easy to miss out on life whatsoever. Also adopting, you know, adopting a pet may be something good for you. Become a big brother or big sister in a kid's life that has lost their parents and needs that connection. You know, there's all kinds of great things people can do with their time if they just get out of their head. You know, you want to choose fulfilling activities. You know, it's great to sit on a sofa and, and watch your favorite show, feel comfortable, you know, maybe especially. If it's funny stuff or you have it has a potential impact on our mood, that's great. But also we want to build on that. You know, if it's put us in a better mood, then maybe we can move on to another activity where we don't feel as lonely as we did before. Also, exercise is known to have a real positive impact on mental health, creates dopamine and serotonin. If you want to do 20 minutes of cardio every day, that's 60 percent of a mild antidepressant. You know, as loneliness lingers, we really need to understand that, you know, negativity affects our daily life. It affects our mood. It allows us to steep ourselves into mental illness. It, it allows us to go into fear. And fear is the opposite of faith. And life is a faith-based venture, not a fear-based venture. So we've really got to understand that we have everything to do with being charge, in charge of our choices and what you choose to do, you know, if you want to go get into the sunlight and, and, and let some serotonin come into your brain, that can be a really good thing. It improves your mood. You know, uh, uh, depression, anxiety, and stress can be relieved by going out and doing something different, getting a little bit of cardio. You know, the bottom line, it isn't a bad thing to be alone, but you want or enjoy being alone. A lot of people enjoy being alone. I enjoy being alone, but being alone when you'd rather spend time with other people can lead to feelings of loneliness and have other effects on your mood, your sleep, and your overall well-being. And some people experience loneliness in passing, but other people feel lonely for months, even years, with no improvement. Think about Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. There's a lot of people that are what are called dystymic depressives because they're flatlined. You know, there's a recommendation for tr for treatment of loneliness is take action and have courage and take leaps of faith. If you feel misunderstood, left out, unheard, unwanted, unseen, unloved, em empty, you're going to be that way because that's what you've decided you're going to be. Change your mind, change your brain, and you will change your life. Okay, that's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you know, get out there and connect with yourself in a deeper way. You know, understand that there's a thing called solitude and there's a thing called loneliness. So I love hearing from you. You can do that at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now, remember, the price of being a sheep is boredom. The price of being a wolf is loneliness. <laughs> to be strong is something you want to tell your Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> and if you're attractive, intelligent, and funny, you are single because you're overqualified. Also, when you're single, you have seating for one and drinks for two. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our
our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 